Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So I feel like that kind of equates to trying to make a case for these teams that are getting a lot of points. Like at the end of the day, you still have to feel good about it. And I know 14 Mm -hmm. points sounds like a lot, but... I just can't get there with the Giants right now. I got to see a little bit more yeah. from New York before I'm laying or I'm playing any kind of money on the New York Giants, even though they are getting 14. Like, I'm not saying play the Bills. I'm just saying right. uh, I need to see a little bit more. So let's look uh, at the slate this week and see if there are any teams or any plays that you especially like. So, Jenks, who is getting your first impression, Rose, for the NFL slate? First impression, Rose. Well, let me look here because I wrote a lot of notes down yesterday. I always over-prepare and write so many notes, and then I use, you know, about a quarter of these. I do like, I think, I like the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks getting two and a half points in Cincinnati, and I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, Hey, the Bengals look good last week. You know, you're, they're laying two and a half points. That's that's less than a field goal. I don't buy it just yet. I, I don't buy the Bengals just yet based on a very good performance against a Cardinals team that stinks. Geno Smith as an underdog in his career, Chelsea, is 20-13-5 against the spread. So if for some reason this number gets to three, I would hammer the Seahawks. I probably think it won't get there because I do see some Seattle money coming in, but I am leaning Seahawks plus two and a half. I think this is going in my teaser because right now I don't trust the Bengals to blow out anybody. And this is right in the range Mm -hmm. where you can pass through a bunch of key numbers. We will talk about my teaser in a few segments here on the show, Uh, but I do like that one at two and a half uh, for even money. If you want to play that spread for me, 
I'm going to be looking at the Colts getting four and a half. I know Anthony Richardson is going to be out for the next few weeks with a shoulder injury, I believe. But Gardner Minshew has proven that he is more than a viable threat at mm-hmm. backup quarterback. So this is a divisional matchup. I feel like these games always play a little bit closer than people expect. Like we see this all the time. Like look at the commanders in that game against the Eagles and then the commanders next game uh, lost to the bears. So I just feel like divisional matchups. If you're giving me over a field goal uh, in that Colts Jags matchup, I'm going to lean towards the Colts getting that four and a half. However, the sabotage factor here is uh, the Colts are much better when they can run the ball effectively and the Jags have been pretty good at stopping the run. The Bills aren't really a run-heavy team, so it doesn't kind of shock me when you see that the Bills only ran for 29 yards against this Jags defense because, you know, they're a Mm pass-heavy offense. But look at the Falcons, a team that loves running the football, and they only ran for 127 yards on the ground, which is very low for them. So this Jacksonville run defense has been really good. If you can make the Colts kind of one-dimensional and make Gardner Minshew make all those throws – That makes me a little Mm -hmm. nervous, but still, it is a divisional game. I will take the Colts as my first impression rose. Jenks, are you a believer in Minshew mania? No. I'm a believer in him being a quality backup in the National Football League. I think that's a fair statement to make, and he's done a a fine job, but I'm not a believer in him being a a first-line starter where, oh, Minshew mania is going to take over because at some point, look, Anthony Richardson, it may be a little bit now, will take back over that spot. There's a reason why they brought him in. But I like Gardner Minshew, and he's, I think, as far as characters go in the NFL, you can't help but get behind him. But also, I think as far as quality backups go, you could do a lot worse than Gardner Minshew. I think he's one of the best backups in the NFL. I think there are plenty of teams that would love to have Gardner Minshew as their backup quarterback. And here's the thing about backup quarterbacks and betting in the NFL. It feels like you get a few more points in your favor. And if that quarterback Mm -hmm. is even close to the level of your starting quarterback, I think you're getting some value there. So I know this is not Anthony Richardson and Anthony Richardson, of course, has the higher ceiling, but still Gardner Minshew is fully capable of uh, driving the car for this offense for the Indianapolis Colts that now have Jonathan Taylor back, even though it was Zach Moss that was really uh, the, the main running back against my Titans last week. So when you look at the rest of the spread, or the rest of the slate uh, this week, we're seeing some big numbers. Uh, the Panthers getting 13 and a half. We talked about the Giants getting 14. Do you have an underdog in mind that you think might cover? I know you like the Seahawks. Uh, there are a couple games yep. on the board that kind of caught my eye. The Browns getting four and a half if they have Deshaun Watson, but that's the big if. Deshaun Watson was not at practice uh, yesterday. This is kind of a conundrum because they've said it's not a long-term injury, but yet he's not at practice But this number tells me that the books think Deshaun Watson will be playing against the Niners because if he's not playing, like that four and a half looks like a gift if you're taking the Niners. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com SportsFan and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I need to take a harder look at that game, but certainly that is something I would absolutely look at regardless of whether or not he plays because the Niners are such a wagon right now. I will say that... (laughs) I'm not quite sure that I don't like the Bears at plus three hosting the Vikings. Now, I cannot convince myself, I don't think, to play this game. But I just don't believe in Minnesota. And when they decided to let Dalvin Cook walk and they're running the ball with Alexander Madison, they just have not been able to do it at all. Bears at home against a Vikings team that has just not done anything this season. And a terrible defense. I think that's the one thing when you look at Minnesota, you need to think about. They have a really bad defense. So in a divisional game away from home and a Bears team that might finally have that weight off their shoulders, I would actually look at Chicago plus three. I think if this gets below three, I'd be on the Vikings. At three, I don't really have Mm -hmm. an opinion on it. If it gets over three and a half, I would be on the Bears. So this one's really price dependent for me. Because the Vikings at least held their own in that game against the Chiefs. And that one surprisingly went under the total. I expected a scoring fest in that one. Only ended up 27-20. to 20. So I don't know. The, the Vikings at least have a good offense. I'm not ready to count mm-hmm. them out just yet when it comes to low numbers. Because here's the thing. The market's not high on the Vikings anyways. If you were only laying three points against the Bears, like it means that the books are not so uh, super sold on you anyway. So I think that one's going to depend on where the closing number lies for me. Uh, and then the one that we were talking about earlier on the show Where's that total? I need to find it. For the Patriots and the the Raiders, is this game on the board right now? I'm not even seeing it. Does anybody else have a number? I, Why is this not on my bet MGM? I do not see it, but I believe, well, I don't see it right now. It's not on the board. So, oh, here it is right here. Right now, I'm seeing it as Raiders laying two and a half. Raiders are minus 155 on the money line. Patriots are plus 130. Total set at 41 and a half. Total has come down for 42 and a half. I would be on the under there. I just keep betting Patriots unders because I don't know how they're going to move the football. That's where the money is going. Mac Jones is awful. He had that great rookie season, a very promising rookie season, and then the the, the bottom has dropped out. And we saw the Raiders last night, even when they win. It's I mean, they're winning, but are they really doing it with, with – with an explosive offense, no. They had to intercept Jordan Love three times. They're sort of okay, but Jimmy G is not trustworthy at all. So this just has low-scoring game written all over it. I would, ha- And it's a short week for the Raiders, too, which to me means the team will be more banged up, less explosive. I take the under in that game. 
Yeah, this is one I want to bet on right now, but I literally don't see it being offered at BetMGM right now in Tennessee because I feel like this number is going to drop. Didn't you say it's already dropped from 42 to 41 and a half? So this feels like a game that you should be betting on early in the week before that line drops because something I've noticed about games uh, that have trended towards the under, it feels like they move like three or four points during the week. We saw that with, uh, what was it, the Ravens-Steelers game? So much to the point that I felt like I couldn't even bet on it because it moved so many points Mm -hmm. in one way, but the under still was the play. So I think when it comes to games that you are completely sold on an under, bet on those before the line moves. That's why we do these first looks is that you can get a few line, uh, a few points in your favor uh, by betting on these games early on. And then uh, there's nothing else that really catches my eye as far as things that I need to bet now. Uh, but what about the Lions? We said this after their last win, that it now feels like the Lions are a team that you can kind of trust to win the games that they are supposed to win. So it feels like this game on the road at Tampa Bay is a game that the Lions should win. We know Tampa Bay has a good defense. They have been better than maybe the market expected, but this is a short number for the Lions here. Would you take the Lions laying the three on the road at Tampa Bay? I probably would not. I will probably, and I'll talk about this coming up in the next hour. We go into it even more. But I I honestly think that this is a good spot for Tampa Bay, believe it or not, because they've had an extra week to prepare. And not only that, I think that we've seen, it's going to be a classic pros versus Joe's game. Probably going to be all over the Lions, and then the Sharps going to be on Tampa. It feels like the public is always on the Lions. Man, those Detroit betters love their Lions. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.